You're listening to Meeting Pod, the podcast powered by Meeting Place, the premier magazine and news source for the meat and poultry processing industry, and Alt Meat Magazine, the only business information resource for the exploding alternative meat industry. Hi, I'm Julie Larson Brisher, Science and Technology Editor for Meeting Place Magazine. Welcome to episode 66 of Meeting Pod, where we're talking how to maintain optimum asset performance by using predictive maintenance tools with Paul Kafer, Principal and Managing Member of Anabasis Technical Consulting. Paul is an accomplished engineer and operations executive with over 40 years experience in the food industry, including the coffee, nut, and dairy sectors. But our Meeting Place readers will recognize Paul from his nearly two decades of engineering smart and lean manufacturing initiatives at Smithfield Foods, the world's largest pork processor and hog producer. Before ending his tenure at Smithfield as Vice President of Engineering, Paul's expertise in designing and managing automated processes, complex capital projects, and greenfield construction led to several notable achievements. Among them was leading the design and startup of a $120 million plant in China to produce American-style sausage, ham, and bacon products in a facility designed to U.S. standards. Paul also has been instrumental to the success of a number of optimization and product development efforts, such as utilizing new slicing and packaging technology to improve the bacon process and developing a pilot process for a new meat chips product. As a contributing subject matter expert for Meaning Place's Industry 4.0 Connect online science and technology articles, Paul has covered a range of digital transformation topics in the past few years. Recently, he penned an outstanding piece on predictive maintenance, and I'm looking forward to chatting more about that subject in today's episode. Welcome to Meeting Pod, Paul. It is a pleasure, as always, to have you on the podcast. Well, thank you, Julie, and I'm very honored to be part of your podcast, and I'm excited about talking about this topic. Well, great. Well, you have said that while maintenance is an essential function in any meat plant, companies often think of it primarily as a cost center. Can you talk about that and why you suggest that thinking of the maintenance function in terms of investment is a better approach? Sure. I mean, historically, maintenance has always been looked at just as another line item on a plant expense sheet. And in fact, it's always the one area where everybody wants to cut back on and reduce maintenance. And really, that's counterproductive. I try to get people to see that maintenance should be viewed as an an investment back in your assets. It's to ensure your assets performance is up to its optimum capability, as if you bought it when it was brand new, because that's what drives profitability in a plant. If assets can be running, and I'd like to say it's not just good enough to run, Any asset can run, but if it's not running optimally, it could cost yield, it can cost in energy, it can cost in labor, other materials, and all of those costs come up at the end of the month. And then everybody's trying to figure out, well, why didn't we make our profit number? And it's how the assets perform. Maintenance is a great way to use that budget to invest back in your assets and make sure they're performing the way they should. Well, and you know, in terms of maintenance, for many years, we've all talked about the importance and steps for preventive maintenance. And today we're chatting about predictive maintenance. And I'm curious, what's the difference between those two strategies? And 
how does predictive maintenance factor into Industry 4.0 initiatives at the plant? Well, the way I look at preventive maintenance is you're doing something based on a schedule and you're performing an inspection or replacing a part. So for instance, you might change the oil in an ammonia compressor every six months, whether it needs it or not. But you're doing that to prevent downtime, to prevent a problem. Predictive maintenance looks at the condition of the equipment. So it looks at, okay, let's take a sample of the oil and see based on the condition, uh, is it telling us something? Is it telling us that there's been degradation? Is there contamination? Do we need to change it now or can we wait till we test it again? But predictive maintenance has been, and even preventive maintenance has all been geared to preventing downtime. But now with Industry 4.0 and the ability to connect a lot of devices to a control system and aggregate that data, predictive maintenance can be used to help you keep your equipment running in an optimized fashion. So it's a good way to use those maintenance dollars as an investment back into your assets and look at using that data to make sure you can keep your yield up, your productivity up, keep your energy uses down and control all of your other costs. Well, what, what are some of the tools of predictive maintenance? Well, they're going to be centered around sensors, pressure sensors, flow meters, flow sensors, sensors that detect amperage draw. You know, those are the kind of things you're going to want to look at, things that get to the condition of the equipment. How's the equipment operating? What kind of condition is it in? And is that condition telling you something about how it's operating and whether or not you need to get in and do something? Well, now let's unpack that a little bit, because in your article, you talk a little bit in detail about some specific tools. And so I'd kind of like to talk about that a little bit today, too. The first one I'm wondering about is vibration monitoring. Okay. So vibration monitoring, a lot of times has been used where you bring in a third party and they will install equipment on, say, an ammonia compressor, and they'll do a baseline vibration, and then they'll come back say in six months or a year, do it again, and then they look for differences. Now vibration monitoring is really advanced technology where you can almost have online all the time and monitor your vibration real time and then trend that information. And as you start to get into problems, then you can get in and intervene. If you start getting vibration in a rotating piece of equipment, it's going to affect performance. It could take away from capacity. If you're dealing with, say, a large blower on an oven, it could affect airflow. It could cause you to use more energy. So you want to see that and get to it before it becomes a cost to you. So it's it's not just a matter of saying well, we want to prevent a breakdown. We want to make sure that we're not allowing vibration to cost us more money to operate this piece of equipment. Right. And I think another one you talked about was thermal imaging. Yeah, thermal imaging has been used in the past for doing preventive activities on switchgear, transformers, motor control centers, more from like a property insurance standpoint to prevent a fire. But the handheld thermal imaging devices today are pretty good. They're relatively inexpensive, and you can upload that information to a central control system. So you can, on a regular basis, look at temperatures of motors, of bearings, of you know your compressors. And if you start to see that they're operating at a warmer temperature than normal, then again, that's an indication of a condition being present. You can now do an investigation to look into what's causing that before it starts to not only cause you a problem, but cost you more money to operate. Right. And how about voltage and current monitoring? That was the third tool that you mentioned. How can the meat plant use that tool as part of its predictive maintenance strategy? 
Right. Well, again, it, it gets back to the it's not just good enough to run concept. So a motor can be running. It can be running fine. It's drawing 10 more amps. Well, that means that you're drawing more kilowatt hours. That means your electric bill is higher. Why is it drawing 10 more amps? Let's look into that. If you don't have the amperage meter on there, you'll never know it. But at the end of the month, the plant manager scratching his head or her head trying to figure out, well, why is our electricity cost higher? It's these kind of things that drive costs silently in a plant. But now you have some good tools. And with the technology and industry 4.0, you can outfit equipment with those tools, collect that data and constantly monitor it and get ahead of it. And I think finally, you also mentioned airflow monitoring. What are the advantages to using that predictive maintenance tool? When you're looking at airflow for, say, thermal processing, whether it's cooking or even chilling and freezing, balancing the airflow is very important. Having an even airflow, say, across an oven. If you have uneven airflow, you're going to have spots in the oven that aren't cooking as fast as other spots. If you're trying to reach a fully cooked temperature, that means that you have to either lengthen your total cook time, increase your oven temperature so that the colder product can get to the final temperature. When you do that, The other product is either being overcooked, you could be losing yield, it could affect quality, and you're going to use more energy. So an imbalanced airflow can cause you money. On compressed air systems, monitoring your compressed airflow and looking at your main branches can point you into areas where you might have leaks. If you're using a lot of compressed air on a Sunday when all your equipment's down, that's a problem. You're losing air. Compressed air is a very expensive utility in a plant. And catching those things ahead of time can save you money. Right. And do you have any sort of rules of thumb that you would suggest that meat plants follow when they're trying to put these tools into play? Right. I think it's a matter of understanding where your critical uses of energy are, where your critical areas are of cost in your plant. So, you know, meat yield is obviously a big concern in a plant. So looking at you know, trying to understand, well, what are the things in the plant that could impact meat yield and energy cost, and go after those things. Ammonia compressors to me are ripe for that because of the cost. You know, 50% of an electric bill in a meat plant could be ammonia refrigeration. So you don't want to consume more energy in ammonia refrigeration than you have to. So using the tools there could be very helpful. Thermal processing, again, is another area where yield can be impacted very quickly. So Rule of thumb, you know, try to get your hands around maintaining a very stable thermal process in your plant by using these tools. You know, just to make it more of a personal example. So you bring your car to the shop and you do PM. You have your oil change. You maybe rotate your tires. But now, you know, lately, most cars have tire pressure sensors on them. And a little light comes on to tell you if your tire pressure is low. Well, you could look at that from a standpoint, okay, it's warning me of a potential failure, but it's also telling you that you have a condition. And so if you try to drive your car on low tire pressure, it'll run and you'll get to where you got to go, but you're going to have lower gas mileage. You're going to spend more money in gas. So yes, you're running, but you're costing yourself money every day. So there's an example where using a predictive maintenance tool like a sensor to tell you a condition can avoid you from spending more money. Yeah, that's a great example. So let's bring it back around to the premise that you were talking about earlier, that maintenance Mm -hmm. does not have to be a cost center, that it's really an investment in optimization. 
So can you give an example of how combining the principles of predictive maintenance with the tools of Industry 4.0 to collect and analyze data in a meat plant can translate to cost savings and boost the bottom line? Right. So we gave a few examples of how you can increase your cost unknowingly if things are not being optimized and running efficiently. So just going back to, you know, compressed air as, as a utility, you can have a company come in and do some of those surveys for you, say every six months, but then in between those six months, you really don't know what's going on. And that could be costing you money. So yes, it's an expense to put a airflow meter on your main airlines in your plant. The same with, you know, monitoring energy usage in your plant. You get an energy bill probably two months after the fact, and then you're looking at it trying to figure out, well, why did I use more kilowatts per pound or more natural gas per pound? By having meters inside your plant, either steam meters or gas meters especially, you could start seeing what your major processes are consuming in energy real time and then react to that and figure out what's happening. It could be a solenoid stuck somewhere. It could be a valve that was left open. It could be that, you know, maybe your product is harder to cook because of something that changed. It could be coming into your cook process colder than normal. There's a lot of things that happen in a plant that drive costs that unless you're monitoring things and then using that information to then drive your maintenance practices so that they're looking at those things because conditions are changing and they're telling you that we need to get back into our assets and find out why are these conditions changing and what impact is it having on our costs and then spend the dollars to fix it. I mean, it's not going to fix itself. You know, the maintenance managers and plant engineers that are out there they are not looking to spend money needlessly. They need support of people to say, yes, we want to keep our equipment operating in an optimized fashion because we know if we do that, we're going to get the highest yield, we're going to have the lowest cost of goods sold, and we're going to have the best quality. But you want to do it wisely. And having tools that tell you how your equipment is operating is a wise way to get that answer. Yeah, it really does seem like sort of the way that thinking is evolving now that we do have these technologies, these sensors, like you say, and you can put them in the places. You don't have to do everything at once either. You right. can put them in mm -hmm. certain places incrementally where you know that you probably have conditions, as you say. Right. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly right. Yeah. There was one more thing in your article. You gave a really specific example of raw product, I think it was pork belly, right? to kind of illustrate that. And I was wondering if you could retell that tale because it had a lot of really pretty significant numbers in it. It kind of really illustrates what you can lose. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, I like to say, follow the cash. You know, a meat plant every day takes in materials. We purchase electricity, we buy boxes, we hire people. All of these things take cash. So you're spending cash for all of these things. And then you try to then make your products and you sell those products for cash. And of course, the objective is you want to bring in more cash than you send out, right? That's what profitability is. So you want to look at the areas where, you know, your cash expenditure is going to be affected and yield is definitely one of them. So I, the example I gave is just a very simple bacon process that's going to produce 25,000 pounds a day. It, it processes 25,000 pounds a day of bellies. And right now, belly prices are very high. So, but even when they weren't as high, it's still an issue. Obviously, 25,000 pounds a day is a lot. So if you're off 1% on yield just in that one day, 
that's going to cost you money. You know, you're going to have to spend more money on more meat to make your production. And that is $500, just like that. And so then if that's left unattended annually, you're looking at over $100,000 of, you know, lost yield opportunity and it's gone. You have to sell a lot more bacon to make up the $125,000 if you let it go. And you could easily have yield impacts of two or 3% in a thermal process that's unbalanced where you have, you know, dampers that may be damaged or bent, filters that are clogged, airflow that's just not consistent. All of those things will cost you yield and can even impact quality. And those are the things that you're fighting every day. Instead of fighting those things, keep your process under control. And then you don't have to worry about that. It'll be stable every day. Yeah, good advice, good advice. It is a very eye-opening example because it's simple, but it shows how much difference it can make in trying to adopt this more predictive maintenance approach, as you've been talking about. Well, I want to thank you again, Paul, for taking the time to share your insights with us today on Meeting Pod. You've always given us a lot to think about, and today was no exception. And listeners, if you'd like to connect with Paul, check out his LinkedIn profile and search for Paul Kafer. that's K-A-F-E-R, at Anabasis Technical Consulting, LLC. You can also head over to meetingplace.com and access our technical article archives to get more smart manufacturing advice from our Industry 4.0 Connect newsletters. While you're there, be sure to read Paul's articles on topics ranging from how to manage expectations when implementing digital transformation projects to augmented reality and other smart technologies. And of course, predictive maintenance that are a value add to meat plants, big and small. Or if you want to really dig deep into Paul's four decades of experience and his many light bulb moments while designing and managing complex meat processing operations and capital projects in food manufacturing, check out our science profile, Capital Ideas, in the May 2021 issue of Meeting Place Online. It's a really, really, really great read, if I do say so myself. (laughs) Thanks again, Paul. As always, I learn a lot when I'm chatting with you, and I know our listeners do too. Well, I hope so. Thank you, Julie. And I really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for spending time with Meeting Pod today. Remember to tune in on Mondays and get the inside track on the people and processes that power the protein supply. Be sure to subscribe to Meeting Pod on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And follow Meeting Place and Altmate magazines on social media or visit our websites at meetingplace.com and alt-meet.net.